0: Ava Caroline Rosenberg. Ava, it's Dad. How are you?
1: Hello. Good morning.
0: Good morning. Uh, How are things, Ava, in the U.K. this morning?
1: Um, Well... It was raining a lot and very gloomy, and now it's sunny out. So you get like four seasons in one day. It's great. <laughs> I
0: know. The last time me and mommy were in London, it was the same thing. There was one day, I swear, uh, for your birthday mm-hmm. trip last year, we had four seasons in one day, which is it's yeah. just it's, it's a beautiful place. It's a charming place, and and you're lucky. I mean, look, you're you're about um, a ninety minute fast train ride away from mm-hmm. London. And we're only a couple of days removed, Dave, as you know, from a very, very, very large, I think the biggest in the world, pro-Palestinian rally right there I in London. There.
1: I was I was in London when it was happening, actually. And you were there? Oh, yes. I was not at the rally. Of course not no. at the pro-Palestinian rally. But I was i was in London. I've been in London, actually, for the past two weeks since I had last week off. Um, and the day of the pro-Palestinian protest, um, I saw... There are peak delivery drivers with the, the the flags on their motorcycles and kids wrapped in, wrap, had the flag wrapped around themselves. It was a, very intense. I mean, I wasn't there at the heart of it. I only saw, I guess, protesters who were going home and stuff. I didn't see actually a large group of people together because we obviously avoided that area. Um, right. But it was very disheartening for me because I was with some Jewish family friends. So we were all just shocked. And not even shocked at the protest, but the content of the protest. The fact that there were people who were trying to resemble or replicate the, the headbands that Hamas wears uh, and signs that had the swastika in the Star of David. It was not peaceful whatsoever it was basically just a call to murder delegitimize the jewish state and be right for jewish self-determination
0: you know Ava, you're um my daughter ava on the phone right now love my daughter ava she um she's doing great out there in europe but you're not part of a large population uh you you always tell me in fact even when you go to school and we love it there me and Mm -hmm. mommy not a very big jewish population so um Mm -hmm. you're kind of outnumbered but do you feel like the people that you're in and around every day, even though they're not Jewish, side with you, side with the Palestinians, or pretty much don't talk about it at all?
1: So in the U.K. in general, the, the, the percent of Jews in the U.K. are 0.5 percent. So the U.S. is 2 percent. The world is 0.24 percent. And the U.K. is 0.5 percent. So much less than New York and just the United States in general. Especially
0: in New and York, because don't forget, you you know, you say the United States. You live, you've live you lived in Boca Raton in New York, yeah. which is all Jews.
1: Yeah. So basically, my school has a Jewish society, which I'm a part of. And the Jewish society has a total of 29 members, not even 30, in this school with thousands, thousands of people. Um, even when we went to shul to do a prayer for the victims of the attack on October 7th, there were not many people, and I don't know whether that's actually an accurate reflection of the amount of Jews or if people did not feel safe enough to go, because there may be many more Jews who are actually trying to, you know, self-preserve and things of that sort. Not many Jews actually speak out. Um, but I, all the people I live with are not Jewish, obviously, because Jews are such a minority. But all of the people I at least live with are very supportive. One of my housemates is gay, and he understands the lack of human rights and gay rights in Gaza in the West. Oh, States. no, listen, no, he's, a great, mean,
0: he's a great kid, Christopher. They would slaughter yeah. him in 15 exactly. seconds.
1: Exactly. He actually said to me today, I walked in. I had been in London for a while. He says, when did it become fashionable to promote terrorism? So my housemates actually wanted to put up an Israeli flag. My housemates asked me about getting a menorah. So the people I'm living with are lovely.
0: That's awesome. So we
1: put it that way. Um, now, obviously, in the whole of Cardiff, Cardiff actually is a lot of Arabs and it's very Muslim, and there's no issue with that because I don't generalize. I actually did meet a Palestinian a couple of weeks ago, the weekend of Halloween, and the, the the thing I've learned most about this whole situation is that the antagonizers tend to not even have any ties to Jewish, to Judaism, or Islam. For instance, the Palestinian guy that I was actually talking to, who was very respectful to me, we had a great conversation, and we hugged, very kind. It was this random white guy, who was not Jewish nor Muslim, who was saying that Israel was committing genocide. Yesterday, I'm in, I'm the, in the committee for the Model UN Society, and there was actually a pro-Israel protest outside. And the people who were visibly Arab were showing less, um, what, what seemed less upset than this random girl in my class who was not uh, Jewish or Muslim, but white, you know, Christian, British. So what's crazier to me is that people who actually have nothing to do with this and who have no knowledge, and they suddenly think that they're military strategists, they suddenly think that they are international human rights lawyers, they have the most to say about it. And that's what makes me angry.
0: That, and uh, you know, I had a discussion last week when I was uh, heading to the train to go home, and um, you said, Mm -hmm. Dad, I want to talk to you about Israel. I said, okay, Uh Mm -hmm. (laughs) uh-oh. And uh, I think you're upset with me because, and that's fine, you, were, you didn't think I was sympathetic enough to the Palestinian people. Uh, I'm not remorseful. No, I don't take I any of that back. Oh. That's okay. okay. Listen, so that, I that think is.
1: You're actually misconstruing my words. Okay,
0: well, then you tell me I how said, you felt. Yeah.
1: I said children because I have empathy for all children of the world and all children who are born into war zones, which is completely out of their control. Now, who people decide to become is in their control. So I don't have sympathy for someone who decides to be a terrorist, who decides to be hateful or anti-Semitic, but I do have sympathy for someone who has no choice over where they're going to be born or brought up and is born into a place where they're either going to be indoctrinated to be a terrorist or die because their government is not doing anything for them. So yes, I do have sympathy for those children who will never be able to live the life that I'm able to live. Um, which I think is just basic human empathy. Um, I have children... I have sympathy for all children, actually, because to me, children are the face of innocence. In law, you learn that you a child cannot even be culpable in the UK for crime until 13, I believe, and that's different from Northern Ireland and Scotland. But children are the least culpable, which is why it's so disheartening to see children in all places be killed... Um, the use of pawns and political, uh, political wars and battles, and that just saddens me because it's real lives and and the way that Hamas is basically using their people as human shields. Um, the Al Shifa Hospital, one of their headquarters, is there, and there are, are children in that hospital who are not able to get to be treated for because I'm not the stealing fuel. That the Israeli government is trying to give to al the hospital. I mean, it's absolutely horrific. So, yes, I do have sympathy for the babies in the ICUs okay. who are, you know, okay. being treated badly by their government. I'm
0: very proud That's of you. You know the whole thing, you know, about the stealing of the fuel. You're, you're all over the story. And, and uh, your sympathy there, I think, is well placed. You know, I remember when Mommy and I went to visit you in London last time, uh, you guys were upstairs in the hotel room or something, and – I was getting a kick out of it, Ave. I was down in the in the lobby, and I was watching the BBC, you know. And I mm-hmm. remember being struck about how similar it was to the United States. I think at the time they were, you know, lame-basting mm-hmm. Boris Johnson like they would do to Donald Trump, and there was a mayor mm-hmm. in some city who was in all kinds of trouble. And I remember oh, watching yeah. it. I remember going. I could be watching NBC News in Brooklyn, but yeah. I'm just wondering the local news, the BBC, your local news mm-hmm. in um, in London and Cardiff. Uh, do they seem to sympathize with either side? Is it pretty much the majority of the coverage, or does London have enough going on by themselves?
1: So the BBC sucks. Um, I completely condemn the BBC. I wish I could say worst words right now. Um, <laughs> the BBC was one of the first news outlets to blame Israel for um, shooting a, a rocket at a, a missile into a hospital in Gaza when it was really the... Palestinian Islamic jihadists who had misfired. So, I mean, after that, I have the BBC is completely illegitimate to me, um, and they are definitely biased. Um, actually, when we saw everything going on at the, the protest, the BBC only reported really about the counter-protest from some far-right, alt-right people, and they never showed any images of the. Protesters wearing Hamas headbands or um, images of the um, anti-Jewish rhetoric and anti-Zionist rhetoric. So they are greatly biased, and I don't watch the BBC. I don't look at the BBC. I try and corroborate my sources.